Let me begin with a brief, extraordinary story. The tale of a migrant who survived a war and a terrifying journey across the Mediterranean to start a new life in Europe. I'm temporarily withholding, for what I think are good reasons, the nationality and religion of the migrant. A.T. was a well-connected man in his thirties, who found himself on the losing side of a long-running war in an Asian country. He'd been a fighter in the war himself, and knew that he would be killed by the victors who were now streaming into the city in which he lived. These victors, who spoke the same language and practiced the same religion as A.T., had already murdered his father-in-law, a well-known figure in the city. A.T.'s own father could no longer walk and refused to leave the city, saying he would rather die at home than become a refugee. But eventually A.T. persuaded him to leave. A.T. would later describe how he carried his father out of the city on his back. Beside him, holding A.T.'s hand, was his young son. The three of them managed to reach relative safety in a nearby valley. A.T. then went back to the city on his own to look for his wife, from whom he had been separated in the chaos. He later learned she had been killed. He returned to his father and son in the valley. With some other refugees, they travelled to the Turkish coast. From there, they took a boat out into the Mediterranean. There was no clear plan, except to escape the violence, and to find a place where they would be welcome. The boat stopped at several ports that were unwelcoming, including a place on the Greek mainland to which A.T.'s brother-in-law had fled. He learned that his brother-in-law had been killed. He prayed at his graveside and left. The refugees continued westwards by boat. It was a harrowing journey. They had heard that the mainland of Italy would be a good place for migrants such as them, particularly the area around Rome. They landed briefly in Sicily, where A.T.'s father died, but then were forced to travel back across the Mediterranean to Tunisia. They were then stuck in Tunisia for a year, where A.T. met a woman, herself a migrant from Lebanon, who fell in love with him. He was in two minds. He thought of staying there and marrying her, but he dreamed still of going to Italy, which had become a kind of promised land for him. Eventually, he and his son, and others from his country, managed to get on a boat for Italy, and they eventually landed near Ostia, just to the west of Rome. At the start, it was not easy for A.T., his son, and their companions. They built a temporary refugee camp near the beach where they had landed. A.T.'s son was accused of poaching, and the new migrants soon got caught up in local political feuds. But A.T. made clever alliances and became the right-hand man to a Roman dignitary. Eventually, A.T. himself, by marrying the daughter of the dignitary, became an important figure in Rome. A.T., as some listeners may have guessed, is no modern migrant. He is Aeneas of Troy, who lived in what is now Turkey. His murdered father-in-law was King Priam, his Tunisian girlfriend was Dido of Carthage. The Roman dignitary was called King Latinus, and according to Virgil, Aeneas' descendants ruled Rome for many centuries. For me, 
The story is a reminder of how little has changed for would-be migrants over the last 3,000 years, and how migration has always been, since the very beginning, central to the human story and remains so. We all need to talk about migration, urgently and openly, and not just the insular country-by-country stuff, not only borders and passports and quotas and walls and visas, but something much deeper, more fundamental, about who we are as human beings. For everybody seems to have an opinion about migration. In fact, if you just dig a little, most people have several sometimes contradictory, opinions. Some of us are very vocal on the subject. Others shy away from talking about migration because the subject has become so toxic. No issue seems more emotive, more likely to create discord in a family, to set friends against each other, to divide a community or a political party. And many of us find it hard to look at the issue from the point of view of others from the point of view of people who are not like us.